This is a, a, a good day. Um, I do want to recognize my family that's here. Um, Y'all stand for just a second and sit back down. I know, I know, my beautiful wife, my, my son, um, our son, our grandson is here, so I just want to recognize them and, and thank God for them being here. Amen. It is, um, Yes, sir. I'm sorry. Did we sing about your grandson? Uh, did we sing? Did we sing the world song? Boy, y'all, y'all, y'all didn't sing the the, the world this song. Amen. Are we so glad you did? So Thank y'all so much for, for recognizing me and with, with the birthdays. Actually, my son and I share the same birthday, um, October 3rd. I'm Earl B. Hall Jr. He's Earl B. Hall III. Um, so yeah, we just celebrated. Uh, he took me out for breakfast yesterday morning, um, took his dad out, went to IHOP. We had a good time. Um, he ate the rest of my pancakes I didn't eat. And uh, so... <laughs> But we had a good we had a, a a good time a good few hours together just father and son being able to share, um, which is always a blessing. Um, and he turned 16, so he, he's he's at that age. You know I can still take you, right? <laughs> don't, don't try me. Uh, <laughs> most of us here have uh, uh, jobs. That, that we work or, or we've retired and, and we've gone on to do something else. Um, did, did anybody have issues on their jobs uh, with your boss or whomever? You can raise your hand already. With your, with your boss or whoever uh, uh, putting too much work on you or expecting too much out of you. Anybody have that issue? You know, well, I can tell you this, we brought it on ourselves. Let me explain, because we have a saying, especially um, in business, if you want something done, you give it to a busy person. If you want something done, you give it to a busy person. That's why a lot of times, if we have bosses or supervisors or whatever, they see the work ethic that, that you have. They, they see the work ethic that we have, and as opposed to assigning it to someone that they already know isn't gonna get the job done or it's not gonna get it done right or they're gonna halfway do it, they're gonna give it to you because they know that they can rely on you to get it done. But what also happens when, when those things occur is that when special privileges come up or there's promotions that come up, guess who they normally are looking at first when those things up? It's, coming, it's going to that, that busy person that somehow finds a way to get it done. 
I'm an A-type personality. I, I will just try and get things done as soon as I can get them done. I see my wife, she does the same thing. She just will work after hours just to get things done. And I'll be looking and saying, why are you working? You ain't at work, you ain't on the clock. But she, she'll get it done, that's, that's who she is. She's that responsible and that committed to what it is that she's doing. And why am I bringing these things up? Why am I talking about work here? Let's go to the book of Job. David. God, when I used to read this book of Job, and most of us know the book of Job and the, the turmoils that, that Job went through, but I think there's some things that we miss that is in this, that is in this story. Will you have it say amen, please? First, Job 1.1. There was a man in the land of Uz, not Oz, in the land of Uz, whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright, and one that feared God and issued evil. Job feared God and walked away from evil. It, just as quick as he could, he walked away from it. Right? So now, and there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was 7,000 sheep. 3,000 camels and 500 yoke of oxen and 500 she-asses and a very great household so that this man was the greatest of all men in the East. Wasn't nobody greater than Job. The boy had a good family. He had it going on. He was wealthy. He didn't have a care in the world. Now, and his sons, verse 4, went and feasted in their houses, every one his day, and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and drink with them. And it was so, when the days of their fasting were gone about, that Job sent and sanctified them, and rose up early in the morning, and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. See, even though Job was a perfect and upright man, he knew probably maybe his sons and his children, they weren't. So he wanted to make sure that they were covered. And make sure that he did burn offerings and sacrifices on their behalf. They were, as we studied this morning, they were under the law. Right? So they had to do the burnt offerings and sacrifice. Reverend Hall, why did you start talking off about, uh, start off talking about jobs and we're talking about Job? I'm getting to it. As a, uh, as uh, what's, what's his name said in the color purple. I was getting to him. I was getting to him. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And who came with them? And Satan came also with them. Why was he in the mix? Why was, why was he up there? I dare say that God knew why. And he says, and the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Why are you here? If you notice, it's a question. Why are you here? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking up and down in it. Hey, I'm just, you know, I've just been doing my thing. I've just been out here going to see what's what and going on. Now, here where we go. 
from going to and fro on the earth and walking down. And the Lord said unto Satan, has I considered my servant Job? Why did God do that? Why did God do that? Now, as we read on, we, we see that Satan already knew who Job was. Because he said, well, you got a hedge around him, can't nobody touch him, can't nobody do it. But why did God, let's just say it this way, why did God put Job on last like that? Why did he just put him out there? Are y'all starting to tie what I was talking about with the jobs or anything? Okay, y'all get it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man that feareth God and issueth evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? He ain't serving you for nothing. He ain't praying and doing sacrifices for nothing. You know, hast thou not made an hedge about him, about his house, and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. Now he goes say, but put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. So he's like, look, if you do this, you know, whatever. Of course, God ain't going to do that. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. He, look, he didn't hang around. Satan didn't hang around. After God gave him that, you know, that permission, he just went on and started doing what he had to do. Why did God do this to Job? He was a perfect and upright man. Why would God stick Satan on it? Or give Satan power over what Job had? Job hadn't done anything. But let me ask you this about, and we need to consider this for ourselves. As we go through this story of Job, can God brag on you? Because that's what he did in essence. We say, I say, put him on blast. But God was bragging on Job. Because God already knew. As soon as you do all this, you expect him to turn away from me. But watch what my boy do. Watch what my boy do. Can God have that same confidence in us? Because we, we faced some Job moments in our lives, especially the great involvement that we get. We have faced some moments that we saw could have taken us out of here. We've, some of us may have even experienced suicidal tendencies. We may have, some people have committed suicide over much smaller things than what we're talking about here. But there's a way that if we don't have Christ with us, that Satan can run ripshot through and over our lives. And if we're not holding firm onto those promises of God, then this is where we start really going down. I challenge you, the next time you're faced with a challenge, a turmoil, just say, God must be trying to brag on me right now. God must be trying to brag on me right now. 
If we flip that little switch as opposed to what we normally do, woe is me. God, I didn't even do nothing. Why is this happening to me? Why are you punishing me? Why is, is this going? God, thank you for bragging on me right now. I'm going to handle this. I'm going to handle this. And I'm not going to turn my back on you. I want to go through this like my brother Job. Because watch what happened. And there came. As soon, I got to read this again. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. He just, he just left. Oh, I'm on it. Says I'm, I'm on it now. I'm on it right now. And as soon as he left the presence of the Lord, verse 13, and there was a day when his sons, talking about Job's, sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, the oxen were plowing, the asses feeding beside them. To the end of that. I'm sorry, I lost my spot on my, on my tablet. Beside them, and the Sabians fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, he hadn't even finished yet. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, the fire of God is fallen from heaven and hath burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came another also, came also another and said, the Chaldeans made out three bands and fell upon the camels and have carried them away. Yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword. We and I only am escaped alone to tell thee while he was yet speaking. It was the domino effect of trouble. Can you imagine what happened here? Okay, houses are burning down. People are stealing all of his wealth. People are killing his servants. But look what happens here. And this is all within the span of just, it's just right there. It's just, just back to back. How many days have you had like that? Where it seemed like every, all the way through the day, something else is going on. God, thank you for bragging on me. Now, I want you to remember, we're saying amen right now, but when it happens, you know, it feels a little bit different when you're going through it, right? Because this is where the rubber meets the road. While he was yet speaking, there came also another, verse 18, said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And below, and behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men, and they are dead. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. In a space of minutes, he lost everything. God gave Satan permission. Do whatever you want, but you can't touch him. You can't touch him, but whatever he has, it's in your pocket. But you just can't touch him. 
Job didn't complain. He didn't, well, he did fall down in sackcloth and ashes. He did do that. But he never blamed God. What did he say? Then Job arose and rent his mantle. He just started tearing hair out. And he shaved his head and fell down upon the ground. And what did he do? How? How? Really think, how do you go through this? But your first response, yes, you're showing your pain, but you I did. I don't know about you, but I, I ain't lived that yet. Okay. He worshiped and he said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Now, you know, Satan, as he was going through the earth, to and fro, going up and down in it, you know he knew who Job was, because his job is the tempter. He tries to tempt everybody. He even tried Job. That's why when God said, I didn't consider. And Satan was able to say, well, you got heads around him. Can't nobody, he had already tried. That's why when he said, go, Satan, he immediately left. I'm going to get this brother now. That's what he did. But now, Job has suffered a complete loss. And he's still yet worshipped. And guess what happened next? Again, uh, chapter 2, verse 1. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, where you been? What you been up to? From whence comest thou? And Satan answered and said, from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Again, has thou considered my servant Job? See, Job had already passed the test. He had already literally passed the test. But God put him on blast again. Have you, you saw what you tried to do. That's the best you got. Is that the best you got? Because my boy didn't fall. He stayed exactly who he is and who he was. He stayed true to himself and he stayed true to me. Was that the best you had? Can God have confidence in me? Can God brag on me? These are the consequences here. These are the stakes that we're dealing with. And the Lord said unto Satan, verse three, hast thou considered my servant Job? that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and issueth evil, and still he holdeth fast his integrity. Although thou movest me against him to destroy him without a cause. All right, you did your best. He's still with you. Even though you tried to deceive this whole thing, he's still with you. What does Satan say? 
And Satan answered the Lord and said, skin for skin. Yea, all that a man hath will he give for his life. Now, wait a minute. You were happy just to take all he had. And you saw that didn't work. Now you bad for more. You already saw it didn't work. You thought it was going to work. But God was bragging on somebody that he already knew he could brag on. Can God brag on me, Lord? All that a man have will he give for his life. But put forth thine hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in thine hand, but save his life. That means do your worst, but you can't get him. Do your worst. God already knew what was going to happen, because he's God. But this dummy Satan is still around here trying to do stuff to us. That we already have the battle over God. But we don't use it. Right? So when Satan forth from the presence of the Lord, as soon as he got that instruction, cool, I'm out. So went Satan forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot unto his crown. And he took him a pot chair to scrape himself with all, and he sat down among the ashes. Job had sores from the bottom of his feet. To the sole of his, to, to the top of his head, and he was sitting around with a piece of pottery that he had broken into a piece where he could just start scraping himself. You know what I thought about when I was studying this over the past couple of weeks? I thought about shingles. Does anyone have shingles? Oh, Lord Jesus. That's what I thought about. I've never had it. I pray I never do, but members of my family have had it. And it's not comfortable at all. It's extremely painful. Now, Job had these boils from the bottom of his feet all over his body, all the way up. He's in misery, physical misery. And this is what Satan would do to us because you'll notice that in the first set of things that Satan took him through, it was mental. It wasn't physical, because it wasn't him. He was attacked, but he wasn't attacked. His stuff was attacked. Satan will mess with you mentally, many times better than he can mess with you physically. That mental anguish that we go through, that quite honestly, a lot of times we put ourselves through. But Satan will try to enhance that as well. Now here's the part, I, I actually heard of a media make a joke about this. Because his wife was still there. Satan killed his children but didn't mess with the wife. Satan knew what he was doing in Job's case. Right. I ain't talking about wives, unfold your arms, unfold your arms. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I got to go home. Uh, 
<laughs> then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thy integrity? How you gonna ask a man that? You still gonna do what's right? You still gonna believe? You still gonna worship? Curse God and die. Who says that? And it makes you wonder, weren't those her kids? Weren't those her riches? Weren't those her houses? What's really going on here? Exactly. What's really going on? But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God, and shall we not receive evil? And all this did not Job sin with his lips. Now let me tell you what happened, because Job, I, I encourage you to read this, this, this book. Because next what happens, Job's friends come around. Now they started off all right. They started off, they just sat with him for seven days. Because a lot of times when people are going through turmoil, you really ain't got something to say. There's really nothing to say. It's just, you need to be there. I always find it difficult when people pass. And I have to, I feel like I have to say something. It's like, I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. Oh, but, I mean, what do you say? You know, I'm here for you. That's, I mean, that's what his friends did initially. They didn't speak anything. They just sat with them. But then all of a sudden, they wanted to start saying, Joe, this is your fault. They literally stuck each and every one of them. It's your fault, Job. And Job, after each person spoke, Job had to go back and say, no, I didn't do anything. Well, and they would say, well, no one suffers like this because they're righteous. If you're doing good, you'll get good. See, they didn't know the plan. Because of that then, Jesus Christ would never came and died on the cross for your sins and mine. Job hadn't done anything. And he went through the chapter after chapter, which you read it. One of his friends speaks, then Job has a retort. One of his friends speaks, Job has, and they're going back and forth and back. Job, you must have done something. How is it that you've lived your life so righteously, now all of a sudden, all these things are, are, are falling upon you? I was getting ready to say the N word, but I didn't say it. Brother, you did something. You did something. Joseph, no, I did. No, I did. And they're going back and forth and back and forth. And then what happens ultimately? I thought, please read this book. What happens ultimately is that God starts talking to Joe and asks him, it had to be 50 to 100 questions. And you set the stars in the sky. Do you control when birds take to flight? Do you hold back the water in the sea? I mean, he just, he was, God was just question, question, question. But you know what God did? And he was speaking out of the whirlwind. God spoke to Job, but he also spoke to his friends that were around him. God told, God told them, basically, I'm going to have Job, pray for you. I'm going to have Job 
do a sacrifice for you because you're wrong and Joel is right. You can't hold to integrity if you have none. You can't. You can't hold to I'm a saint or, or I'm a Christian or, or, or I'm a child of God and not have that integrity be shown. Even in the face of turmoil where it looks like you're being punished for something. And the only reason you're being punished seemingly is because God is bragging on you. Because he knows you're not going to turn away no matter what happens. No matter what the circumstance is, I'm going to stand. We can complain all the time. Look, I'm raising my hand because I have. Lord, why am I going through this? Why am I going through that? Why, why is it seemingly like I'm praying, I, I, I fasted, uh, you know, I, I stopped watching certain TV programs, I, I stopped listening to certain types of music, I, I, you know, just all these things, I stopped this. Why, why am I going through this? Maybe. You deserve it. But maybe God's trying to brag on you. Maybe God's trying to show the world that you are an example. Jesus was our example to death. And then he rose again. When he stood before Pontius Pilate, and Pilate was asking him about what the truth was, Jesus told him, but Pilate wasn't listening. He just had him crucified. But that wasn't in God's plan. Jesus wasn't punished. It was the plan to bring us to salvation. What is the plan that God has for you, for me, to actually get to the end result that he wants to occur anyway? Are you willing to pick up your cross and follow him. We can see that Job. Hey. He maintained. I ain't done nothing. Job was racking his brain. Did I do I didn't. I didn't. And he told his friends. I, I didn't. I did not sin. Well. You sure lost all you had. You sure. You, show, you know. Lost your house. Your, your kids are gone. Still have a wife though. But. Um. <laughs> But just like Jesus rose again and he became our Lord and Savior, God doesn't allow turmoil to come for naught. And this is why even we talked about in Sunday school this morning, all things work together for the good of those that are called according to his purpose. Meaning everything that's happening or happens it all has an end result, but sometimes we focus just on the thing that's happening right now instead of knowing that God already has a plan. Let's just go through the plan. We, gonna, we know we're going to have to go through things. Jesus is now rewarded. He's sitting at the right hand of God. Joan, God gave him more than he ever lost. That is his reward. Joe. It says, I think it was at, at this occurrence, Job lived after that 
like 140 years. He saw his grandchildren's children. He had more children. I'm assuming about the same way. Well, I was the same, but I'm assuming. More wealth than he ever had. And Job was already considered to be the greatest at the time. When this happened, there was no one greater than him in the, in the East. If we go through what we need to go through, knowing that we've been living the way that we're supposed to live, let's stop complaining and let's start rejoicing and counting it all good. Can we try and do that? I'm just asking you to try. Can we try? I don't see no hands. Can we try to do that? It ain't easy, but we can try. Right? Even if we fall, we can still get back up. If you fall down six, get up seven. That's all I got. I, I hope that this word has done what I, what I believe God wanted it to do. Um, I thank God for you all. I thank God just to be able to be a vessel like we all are. And we all come with different gifts and different talents and things of that nature. The doors of the church are open. Let us stand. If there's anyone here that has not accepted Christ but wants to accept Christ, the gift of God, which is eternal life, it is our gift, and it is your gift. If you want to rededicate your life, because you may have fallen away, take the opportunity. Now, we're all going to go through rough times. That's without saying. But how we go through these rough times is a thing as well. That's why I pray for peace. I just want some terrorists. I'm not always going to make the right decisions. None of us are. But all of us will at least try, hopefully, to do the best that we can with the information we can. And there's a saying, look, when you know better, you do better. Right? Some of us may, I mean, just not know better right now, but we can learn, we can grow, and we can change. I stopped judging people a long time ago because I don't know where they are. I may be at a certain place. It don't mean everybody else is. God will bless them because it was a certain point in time. I wasn't where I should be. I'm still not where I should be. I'm still growing. Just like all of us are. If anyone would like to come to the altar for prayer, now's the time. You see, God is always calling. God is always there for us to be able to receive. God is there because he wants it is his wish that all would accept Christ but he knows not all will but at least the opportunity is there at least the opportunity is there yes Father God thank you for your word to us today thank you God for the understanding that you've given us of your word today let us understand God that Look, no matter what it is that we're going through, no matter what it is that we're dealing with, Lord, whatever it is, I at least want to be able to say, 
God is trying to bring. Let me go through my trials and tribulations and turmoils in peace because I know the end result. You've said that all things work together for the good of those that are called according to your purpose. Yes, sir. You also said you would withhold no good thing from us. Yes. Lord, help us to understand that just like Job said, shall we only accept good from God and not evil as well? And still yet be able to say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Lord, Lord please, I, I, we don't always understand right off when we're going through certain things that we need to actually count it all joy. Because we're focused on on the trouble, the, the, the mental anguish, the, the physical anguish, we're focused on these things and we need to grow to be able to count it all joy anyway. Yes. I'm saying these things knowing that this is not at all easy for me. But God, I'm asking you to give us all patience. I'm asking you to give us all strength. I'm asking you to give us all the wisdom that we need to go through these individual things that we all go through. Some of us to a bigger or larger degree than others, but we all play in them. Lord, and I thank you that you sent your son. Yes. I thank you that he died on the cross. I thank you that he rose again. I thank you that he's giving me a path and a right to the truth of life. That I can actually live eternity in peace with you. And all the other saints where we'll walk your streets and we'll praise you all day and all night. Lord, thank you that you've actually given us the end result to know that that is what we're working towards. It is that. It isn't even the solution or the rectification of the problem that we're going through. The goal is to be with you. And if we can go through this, we can be there with you. As long as we hold on to your unchanging hand. Lord, I thank you. We thank you for the minds that you've, you've given to us. We thank you for the spirit that is in this place right now. Asking that even as we go down from this place, that you would be with us, that we would, we would carry this with us. We thank you for the lesson that we learned from Job. And we thank you that we can get encouragement from Job. There's no other story in the Bible like it, but it's there for a reason. And bless us to get what we need to get from it, even as we study it further. More will come because your word never stops speaking. We can read it as many times as we want and continue to get more and more of your truth. Out of it. But God, be with, them and be with us now and help us to have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ. To live as we ought. To do the things that we ought. Lord, I just thank you. We thank you for the opportunity to call upon your name. Be with us as we go from here. And we pray these and all the blessings in your daughter and son, Jesus Christ's name. And for his sake we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you.
bless the Lord. I, I, I pray that something was said today by someone that you can take and use in your lives today and throughout the rest of the week. I'm excited, so be mindful that Wednesday we're having Bible study at 6 p.m. We should be here. And you've heard me say, if the only time that you crack open the Bible is Sunday morning, it's not being cracked enough. This needs to be a part of us. We, we, we have so many prayers that we pray. And we're asking God for this and God for that. And he's already given you the answer. It's in his word. You just haven't found it yet. To know how to respond and, and get what you need. But your answers, they're there. They're there. If we seek them out. We're supposed to be meditating upon these things day and night. As Paul said. Why can you meditate on something you never read? How can you? How can the word be written on your heart? But you haven't read it. We've got to get these things. Don't we, don't we, saints? We've got to understand these things. If we want a better life, it's in those pages. It's in those pages. And now it just has to be applied. Well, they sung a hymn and went down from the Mount of Olives. So what hymn are we singing as we go down? Anybody? What, what are we saying? Y'all know I, I can't sing. The church said amen. Church said amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I can't say that. I was just be making a joyful noise. So, yeah. Yeah. Or as I, bless the Lord. Thank you so much. Thank you.